to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome to day two of this five-day mini-course on adult ADHD. Today we're going to be discussing uh, discovering your strengths and understanding your challenges. So really getting a feel for the, the map. What is the terrain? What, is the, what are the things that uh, both give you vitality and give you a sense of self-worth and, and know that these are strengths that you have, as well as having a clear understanding of what the challenges are that you face on a regular basis so that you have that map to work from as you move forward and start to integrate strategies and tools that can make your life more productive, more meaningful, you have more focus, more completion, all the things that that I think most people who are wired the way we're wired want. Those are the things that really mean the most to us. So instead of discussing um, all of the clinical terms that some of you may be used to that are usually associated with ADHD, uh, we're going to stay with the hunter type concept we discussed in day one. So we'll be continuing on with this perspective that what we usually call ADD, ADHD is more of a neurological type than a disorder. And so getting clear about your strengths as well as your challenges can provide you a really good map to work from so that you can take the steps you need to transform your life. And so the first strength is creativity. Now, this is an area that has been scientifically studied. Hunter types tend to be more creative than the rest of the population. doesn't mean we're better or worse. It just means this is definitely an area that we tend to shine in. Now, this could be in a traditional form, which is we become artists, musicians, writers, designers, photographers, videographers, even architects, inventors. So those are clear areas where hunter types really thrive. 
Alongside this is entrepreneurship. Hunter types can make really great entrepreneurs. There's a study that I often quote that uh, people with ADHD are 300% more likely to start their own business. So again, it's an area where we can focus our creativity to build a business, to build an organization. Uh, When I've given talks to Uh, organizations and actually had people go through and take the quiz that we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, What I found is that the people who are the founders uh, and definitely the higher ups in the organization tended to be hunter types. So this is one area where hunter types also can really thrive. Another strength is that hunter types can be really good problem solvers. We can be out of the box thinkers. And because we don't always move in a straight line, we can come up with a solution to a problem that people who are moving more in a linear fashion will not be able to come up with. It's our perspective and our tendency that leads us to being good problem solvers. Now, one of the strengths on the list that is also in the challenges list for hunter types is hyperfocus. Now, hyperfocus is this magic ability for hunter types to focus hour upon hour upon hour on the thing that we're most interested in. Now, I know if you're a hunter type, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, on the plus column, this is the thing, this tendency is what leads us towards mastery, mastering a specific skill that we really, really care about. Uh, And we can often master something and then move on to something else that is not uncommon for hunter types. But having this skill of hyperfocus can be extremely valuable if held in check. Now, later on, we'll talk about the challenges of hyperfocus, but I want to focus on this term mastery. Most hunter types that I've worked with have at least mastered one skill at a very high level. And we often don't realize that other people cannot do this the way we can naturally. And so someone who's more of a farmer type may not have that ability to stay focused on a particular thing for long periods of time in order to master it. So it's one of our great strengths and it's something to really lean on, but find balance with it, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Now, another strength that many hunter types share is that we're initiators. We have a willingness to start on something new where others would be afraid to act. And there's certain areas of life where this can be very, very helpful. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, then moving on an idea you feel like is really important to focus on and you have no resistance to moving forward towards it, and you have some background in following up your ideas with the actions and consistency you need to make that bring that idea into fruition. This is a great, great gift. Now, again, this can also be a challenge. This could be flipped over, and if you're constantly starting on new things and you're not completing the ones that you start, this becomes a big challenge. But On the positive side, if you learn to work with this tendency, this can make you very successful in the areas that you put your focus on. Now, some other strengths that are common to hunter types are that we can be highly adaptive and resourceful. We can be comfortable with big challenges. That's one that I hear from uh, people listening to the podcast that are firefighters, medics, doctors, 
And they share with me that this tendency of really being okay with a big life and death situation is very stimulating for them. And so whereas most people would be repulsed by that experience and really afraid of it, they move towards it and they say that's one of their great gifts. Another one of our gifts is that we're passionate. We have a real capacity to inspire others. And when we, especially when we find the thing that we're most passionate about, the things that we really care about, if we've taken the time to focus on those and cultivate those, then we have something to share, that we have something to teach others. And so this gift for being inspirational to others is something that should be cultivated, uh, especially in our work life. If we have, if we, if you're in a job where you don't feel passionate about what you're doing, you feel flat, then there's a lack of energy in your life. And that can often lead to feeling depressed and, and just flat. And so being able to, to move towards your passion is also a great gift to others. Another strength common to hunter types is that we can be autodidactic. That means that we're self-learners. We don't often do well in a structured learning environment, but we can do well going off and learning on our own, studying a topic that we really care about. Again, it goes back to finding the thing that you're passionate about and really digging deep into it. So whereas someone else would require a very structured learning environment, if it's something we're really, we're really passionate about, we have the focus and determination to learn a subject on our own. And I think that's, that's one of the strengths that I, I'm most proud of in myself. I really enjoy learning but I do not necessarily do well in a structured learning environment. So as you're hearing these, uh, it's important to recognize them, own them, and also pay attention to the ones where you feel like, oh, I really want to cultivate that more in your life. Make note of that because in moving forward and getting a map of the direction you'd like to move in, having a clear idea of those things that you really want to cultivate in your life is essential. It's not just about fixing yourself. It's about cultivation, taking these strengths that you have and bringing them into a place where they've been really refined so that you can use them to move towards fulfilling the goals that you have, having the life that you want. So moving on to the challenges. So we are familiar, all too familiar with the challenges. And the label itself, ADHD, considering yourself as a disorder, this is where all of that comes from. So these are all familiar to you, but I just want to highlight these uh, in light of the strengths that we just mentioned to give Give them a, a broader perspective than just, I'm broken, this is something that's wrong with me. I think you can already get a sense of, okay, some of the, many of the strengths that I just listed, there's an inverse to them, and it's like finding the way to take the challenge and make it into a strength. Now, the first big challenge that is common to hunter types is completing mundane, non-stimulating tasks. Now, there's a brain chemical aspect to this, but just for the moment, just noting that as a mundane, non-stimulating task, it's not that we can't focus on anything. It's that we can't focus on incomplete, mundane, non-stimulating tasks. Again, important to note that that is what's happening. It is not, there's things that you do complete, there's things that you do follow through on, but the ones that are non-stimulating in terms of finances, organization, things that are just boring that you know you have to do and you just push off and push off. It's the mundane, non-stimulating aspect of those tasks that is the most challenging for most hunter types. 
And this often leads to challenge number two, which is procrastination. It's having those tasks that are non-stimulating, but you know you have to complete, and you push them out and push them out and push them out until you get to the place where it's urgent, and then you magically have the focus to get them done. And they do get done. So understanding the brain chemistry behind that's helpful. But just noting the fact that the procrastination is not universal in your life. It has to do specifically with non-stimulating tasks. Which leads to the next big challenge for hunter types, which is feeling overwhelmed. Now, feeling overwhelmed is is both connected to a lot of non-stimulating tasks that feel overwhelming to you, but also there's a thing called flooding. And flooding basically is, and it's common to hunter types where all these different aspects of your life flood together in that moment. So instead of just thinking about this one thing that's right in front of you, you're thinking about that thing and about 10 other things all at once. And because of this non-differentiation where all these things are all flooding together, that feeling of overwhelm can be crippling. And so there's some key strategies of starting to piece apart the different things that are creating the overwhelm and tackling them one at a time. But it's important to recognize that this feeling of overwhelm is connected to this flooding tendency, which is everything flooding together without differentiation. So part of the fix to that is sitting down, compartmentalizing the different things that need to happen so that you can focus on the one thing that will move you forward into the next, into the next, into the next. So going back to non-stimulating tasks, finances can often be a big challenge for hunter types. Now there's the one aspect of impulsivity, which is that we can tend to be impulsive and the impulsiveness can often cause financial challenges because we're not aware of where we stand financially or we can't stop ourselves from making a decision because it's really like it's something that is stimulating something that's like oh I have to have that but on another level finances could be doing taxes tracking your finances tracking your budget these are techni- you know these are non-stimulating type tasks and it's often common for hunter types to have financial difficulties whether or not it's not having enough money or it's just a challenge with paying bills on time handling financial um, non-stimulating tasks that that over time can lead to major, major issues. So again, finances being a byproduct of all of these challenges, uh, specifically non-stimulating tasks and impulsivity. Another common challenge for hunter types is that we can be disorganized. That may mean that our home is is cluttered, our workspace is cluttered, our car is cluttered. Um, Not all hunter types are disorganized. I know a number of hunter types that are hyper-organized. There's a few reasons for this. One is that we can be too creative in terms of our organizational systems. And so we have one system one day and then another system the next day and another system the next day. So it's the the creation of the system is easy for us it's keeping up with that system and staying consistent is a big deal so that leads us to consistency one of our biggest challenges for as hunter types is completing what we start especially those projects that we most hold dear to us uh, not to mention the host of mundane tasks that we really struggle with consistency is a big challenge and the way I talk about it is it's a muscle that you can build and I talk about the habit of completion building the habit of completion completion you can 
become more consistent. It is not impossible, but it does require um, building that muscle up with small things. And over time, you can expand it out and expand it out to larger and larger projects. But it starts with the awareness that there is a challenge with consistency and building the habit of completion, building that muscle is the solution to that challenge. Another big challenge for hunter types is that we can be caught by stimuli. And it's really important to phrase it that way because um, it's an awareness of how our brain chemistry works. And if we go back to the hunter-farmer theory, uh, a hunter would have to be hypersensitive and distractible. And so if something's moving, we have to tune ourselves to whatever that thing is, and either it's going to kill us or we, it's going to be our food for dinner. Now, getting caught by stimuli in the modern world looks like smartphone addiction, telephone, television addiction, gaming addiction. It, goes, it takes us in that direction. So this tendency that can be a benefit can also pull us down some pretty dark alleys and get us stuck for long periods of time where it's just burning hours upon hours of energy that we would choose to use elsewhere. But understanding this is a tendency and also how that tendency within your brain chemistry can be offset through diet, exercise, nutrition. This is a really key aspect that can really resurrect a lot of the time that you've you're wasting and things that you feel like are just burning time with not anything to show for it. So caught by stimuli, one of the big challenges that hunter types often face. Which leads us to another unfortunate challenge for many hunter types, which is a tendency towards addiction. Now, statistically, hunter types are much more likely to succumb to some kind of addiction than the rest of the population. And this directly relates to how our brain processes the neurotransmitter dopamine. This is at pretty much at the core of why we're wired the way we're wired has to do with dopamine. There's many other brain chemicals, but this is the one that seems to uh, affect us the most. And it's just how our brain handles and processes and releases dopamine. So as stated, uh, we can go from things like smartphone addiction all the way up, unfortunately, to alcoholism and hard drugs. And it's specifically because of how these substances and or behaviors affect dopamine. Another challenge that's really common for hunter types is relationship issues. And based on everything we've said thus far in terms of the list of common challenges for hunter types, these can easily translate, any one of those can translate into relationship issues. So a good way forward with this is having a good map of who you are, what your challenges are, so that you can start to see, okay, these are the things I most need support on. And getting support in those areas most times will have a positive impact on your relationship with your companion and also how all of those then relate to your family. Now, something that's also very common for most of us hunter types is having blow-ups and meltdowns. Now, these are terms that most hunter types that I speak with, they understand right away what that means. We all know what those can look like for us. And it's different for every individual, but we, when we hear those terms, I don't think I've met one hunter type that said, oh, I don't know what that means. It, we're, we know what that looks like for us. Um, typically, these are most common when we're at our low point. 
either in life in general, where we've hit a low point in life, or on a daily basis, typically these can occur either earlier in the morning or late in the day. And that's often when our filters, our, our mental filters are at our lowest, and we typically typically can lash out and get really emotional or melt down. So some people are very external. They express it through rage and anger. Some people become very internal and go into depression, and often it's both. And it's really embarrassing, and it could take a real toll on your self-esteem. And it's also very common for hunter types. It, you're not the only one that goes through this. Uh, every workshop that I've done, all of the coaching clients that I've spoken with, everyone understands what these look like. And the good news is, as you build good support systems, you can minimize and or eliminate these from your life. But it does take work, and there's multiple areas of focus that are necessary to minimize and eliminate these really challenging situations. Moving on to sleep. Sleep is a very common hunter type issue. Uh, and there are numerous causes for this as well. There's no one particular reason why this is so. You could say, well, it's just the brain chemistry, but it's what from my experience of coaching people, that's not the case. It's, there's many different reasons for challenges with sleep. There's the biochemical component, but there's also simply just staying up too late and getting caught by stimuli, which is one of the other challenges. That's a really big one that often really messes up our sleep, especially when we have to get up at a specific time the next day. Uh, and again, this comes through like looking at smartphones, TV, gaming, things that are going to pull us into hyper-focus land or getting caught in stimuli land, and then we don't sleep. So again, there's both a bio biochemical component as well as a habit component that may need to be shifted and adjusted. Moving on to hyperfocus. Now, hyperfocus has been on our positive list, on the strengths list, but it also can be a really major challenge for us. So it can either be a superpower or a hindrance, and it's often both. Uh, so basically, this is not being able to stop yourself once you've thrown yourself into your into something that you really engaged in, things, something you really focused on. Even if it's something that's like building a skill or doing something that could be considered positive or writing a novel or writing something or creating something, if it's something where it's throwing you off balance, where you can't stop yourself once you've got into that hyper-focus land, this can affect things like sleep, finances, work, relationships. So it's about harnessing the superpower connected to hyper-focus and minimizing the detriments. And so here again, it's both a challenge and a strength, and it depends on how we work with it. Another perennial challenge for hunter types is time management. Where does our time go? Time management can just feel so overwhelming for hunter types. We can also get very, very creative in terms of building time management systems, but then it's the follow through that's often the big challenge. We can overcomplicate time management and as in such like we don't get things done, we, we set ourselves to do something and then we don't get it done. Uh, but then it also turns into challenges with long-term planning as well. Now, Tom Hartman talks about the concept of having a fluid perception of time, and that's really what it is. For hunter types, uh, time is non-linear. It does not move in a consistent fashion. In our mind, time bends, stretches, appears longer or shorter depending on the day or the situation. And again, this can make long-term planning extremely difficult for us. 
However, this is an area where hunter types can dial in good systems, simple, clearly defined systems that can help us with our time management, as well as bringing in people outside of ourselves to get opinions, to get support so that we know when we're planning something that we're planning it well. And this is definitely one of our blind spots. So having a, a more of a farmer type come in and say, well, you know, maybe that's you're 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 putting too much in this one chunk of time. Maybe you should spread it out, which is the, usually the challenge. We think we can get it done quicker than we actually can. So another positive way of working with this is tracking how long things take so you can actually look down and say okay this actually this task actually took this amount of time where i had anticipated it would take this amount of time and building that feedback loop can be really helpful in transforming your perception of how long things take Another common challenge for hunter types is sensitivity. That's sensitivity to sound, sensitivity to our environment, uh, and this can make it extremely difficult to focus. Focus at work, focus on the person speaking to us, uh, and in some cases, uh, challenges with sensitivity can lead us to seclude ourselves and not get the social needs met that all human beings have. And here again, there's a biochemical component that can be addressed as well as dialing in some good strategies. Another hallmark of hunter types is impulsivity, uh, doing something without fully thinking it through. Uh, this is in some ways connected to the getting caught by stimuli. There's something that's really enticing pulling on us and we leap before thinking it through. Uh, this is an area where integrating some key decision-making habits can make a big difference. Building awareness of the tendency and having a plan in place when these situations arise. And finally, there's the loud inner critic. Hunter types tend to have a very strong negative voice inside our heads that's constantly criticizing us. This is very common for hunter types. Now here again, this sits on the flip side of one of our strengths, which is a drive towards mastery. Now if this voice is held in check, it can help us refine our skills, tell us to like, you know, keep moving, don't stop, that's not good enough, keep moving, refine it, refine it, refine it. That's a very useful voice to have. But often it just turns into a very loud, critical voice that seems to be hell-bent on destroying us. In the book and on the podcast, I cover numerous ways to effectively transform your inner critic. So you're taking the best of what it's trying to tell you and also letting go of all the detrimental cutting dialogue that really causes us low self-esteem that can keep us from doing the thing that the loud inner critical voice is actually trying to get us to do. Now, the key to all of this is leaning on your strengths and minimizing your challenges. Develop a clearly defined map of both your strengths and your challenges so you can start building good support strategies to transform your life. Now, this may be the first time you've heard all of this spelled out for you. You may be having a real aha moment. This is really common. Uh, just being able to spell these tendencies out can be a real eye-opener. Now, the good news is you can rearrange your life in such a way that allows you to be more yourself, more in tune with your natural tendencies, and accomplish the goals you set for yourself. And self-knowledge is truly the first step. And so your assignment for day two is to take the hunter type assessment quiz if you haven't already. The link is in the podcast description or just visit DermerInTheGreatMountain.com and click on the quiz link in the menu. 
It will give you some further clarity on the areas of life that can most benefit focusing on as we move forward through this five-day course. And as a reminder, the website is drummerinthegreatmountain.com. There you can purchase the book. There's lots of articles. Uh, There's also a very detailed searchable podcast list. So that's a great place to go through and drill down into some of the topics we've discussed. Uh, You can join us on Facebook, Twitter, and now on YouTube. Uh, You can go to the website and go to the upper right-hand corner. You can click on those. Uh, As a reminder, we're a small press. Reviews are really, really helpful. So um, go to Goodreads, iTunes for the podcast. Also, you can go to Amazon and leave a review for the book there uh, if you've purchased the book iBooks, Google Play. Let us know what you'd like to uh, hear on the podcast. Tell us what's been helpful to you. That's always really helpful communication. And uh, you can email us at info at drummerinthegreatmountain.com. And so until next time, which will be tomorrow, be well.